listening to Radio Maria England with me, Father Toby, in London. And I'm now going to give us our word for today. And I want to begin with the first reading uh, from Mass, which is taken from the first book of Samuel. When Hannah had weaned the infant Samuel, she took him up with her together with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and she brought him to the temple of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was with them. They slaughtered the bull, and the child's mother came to Eli. She said, If you please, my Lord, as you lift, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the child. This is the child I prayed for, and the Lord granted me what I asked him. Now I make him over to the Lord for the whole of his life. He is made over to the Lord. We live in an age which talks about reproductive rights. Now this is most often used in a euphemistic fashion to speak about the right to end the life of a child in the womb. But it is also sometimes used in the context of a right to have children. It's one of the arguments made for all sorts of procedures which go against the basic pattern of human reproduction to enable couples of the same sex to have children together. And even within the pro-life movement, we speak about the right to life. But is there such a right? There's certainly a right not to have my life taken by another. But a right to life, I'm not so sure. It's a thought that's only occurred to me this morning. It might not be particularly well developed. I could be wrong. It has happened before. Um, you might want to email in and tell me if you, if you think um, that I am wrong in speaking about this. But I'm not so sure that we should speak of a right to life, more of a duty on me not to kill. I think the problem with talking about rights, especially my own rights, is that it tends to make me use less the language of gift. I had no right to come into the world. It was a gift, a gift of God and a gift of the love of my parents. And my parents didn't have a right to me. Without wishing to sound too conceited, I was a gift to them too. The basic recognition of life as a gift from God is exemplified in the life of Hannah, whom we hear about in our first reading. Hannah, for so long barren, who must have treasured her child so, so much for having wanted for him for so, so long. And yet here she is in the temple, making a gift of him back to God. As you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. This is the child I prayed for, and the Lord granted me what I asked him. Now I make him over to the Lord for the whole of his life. He is made over to the Lord. It's a poignant and a beautiful scene. But we might say, there are lots of good things that we have that we didn't pray for. Surely I can keep those for myself. These must be truly mine to do with what I will. No, the good things I have that I didn't pray for show only more so the goodness of God who gives me good things without even being asked. 
I should be even more grateful and even more liberal with them. As I thought of the gift of Hannah of her son, I thought of a beautiful recent experience of my own, giving out to our beautiful little Radio Maria DAB digital radios, you know, shaped in uh, like Our Lady cradling the Christ child in a beautiful blue. I was giving these radios out in St. Peter's residence, a care home in Vauxhall run by the Little Sisters of the Poor, who have made a gift of their lives in caring for the poor and the elderly. There, in a very obvious way, I was giving what was not my own, the radios, which had been paid for by generous supporters of Radio Maria. I was giving what was not my own, and it was delightful, and the recipients of the gift were delighted too. But what I have to do is to take my recognition of what is gift and not truly my own, beyond the very obvious like these radios, but on the topic of these radios, do please donate if you haven't already to our Christmas campaign. Or if you have donated, donate again if you can. It's such a beautiful gift to make. But I have to take the recognition that other possessions like these radios, and even my life, my life is not truly my own. Now that sounds hard. It goes against the language of me time and you got to look after number one but it's also a liberation. It sets us free to love. And for parents, this is one of the most beautiful things you can do too. Last Sunday here at the Rosary Shrine, I was both selling our radios as, as Christmas gifts to people and also asking other people to donate money in order that I might give out more radios in care homes and then hopefully in, in prisons and hospitals and, and hospices. And there was a child at the, the back of the church and she was asking me, if I give you a pound, um, can I have a radio? And I was trying to evaluate whether the child really wanted a radio, whether the child really only had a pound. Um, and uh, and we were having a good bit of banter, and the child was quick on her feet and was telling me, this is a special pound. This pound was made out of 35-pound coins all melted into one. 35 pounds is what it costs us to buy one of these radios. And I was eventually going to give her the, the radio for a pound if she really, really wanted the radio and to be able to listen to it. But then her mother came over, and her mother came and gave me sort of 20, 20 pounds more. And I said, thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy listening to the radio because I knew this family wasn't particularly well off. And she said, no, that's our contribution towards paying for a radio for another. And the child was like, mum, what, what are we doing? Why are we giving away money and getting nothing? And the mother was like, what have I always taught you, darling? There are people less fortunate than ourselves. And what we have isn't truly our own. Let's be generous with it. It was such a beautiful example of good Christian parenting. That parent, that mother, was teaching the child to enter into the paradoxical logic of the Christian, the logic of the gift. That's a logic which we celebrate in the most profound way at Christmas and at Easter, but obviously 
Christmas is the condition of the gift of Christ on the cross. Christmas is where we celebrate the gift of the Christ child, the gift of Jesus Christ who would take on our human nature, join it to his divine nature in one divine person, and so open up a completely new way of existing for us. That's a great and a beautiful gift, the recognition of which transforms everything for me. And I want to close today by listening to a, a beautiful uh, version of a, of a wonderful carol, O Holy Night, sung by one of my favorite singers, Tracy Chapman. Um, the song reflects beautifully on the, the gift of that night when Christ was born.
night when Christ was born.